Welcome to the very, very first podcast of Far Away is Close. I'm Shivana Koilo, and Far Away is Close will be about mining the dark to bring creativity, story, poetry, art, conversations about art and fear and inspiration, bringing all of this close because. I really believe that one human animal living their full expression is a necessary part of a balanced, harmonious society that, that the more you explore your true nature, the closer it brings you and us to harmony, uh, to light. A、uh, one person living their light, it creates a network of light. So, I believe creativity isn't just something for the page or the stage, or just for the people who are called artists. <laughs> I think creativity lives in everyone, and I really am mad for metaphor, the language of the senses. I I feel that. It creates a bower, creates healing. So, my hope for this podcast is to burrow deeper into mystery, into the night that named me Shub, <laughs> and I'll be as curious as you, who are hopefully listening, about where we'll go. I really love journeys, and I was thinking last week of an anniversary of a journey. Last week was October twelfth, and I always remember that date because one October twelfth in two thousand and four. Yes, two thousand and four. I went to Tierra del Fuego, Argentine Tierra del Fuego, to Ushuaia. I had、uh, gotten a grant from the New York Foundation for the Arts, a fiction fellowship, and with that money, I went <laughs> far away. It really began so much for me, and that's why I'm thinking about it now. And so I flew a long way from New York to Ushuaia, and I got there. It was sunset, sunset over the Beagle Channel, named for the HMS Beagle. That Charles Darwin was on that the Beagle passed <laughs> passed those waters and left its name behind. So I land in Ushuaia、um, at sunset. The sun is setting, and I'm there because I'm going to be there for two months. But the first thing I'm going to do. Is something I've never done, which has gone on like a trek with a big backpack and everything. I, I I remember traveling with a big gray and blue backpack. So I arrive in Ushuaia, and the guide who I'm going to be trekking with picks me up. His name is Daniel, and、uh, Daniel picks me up at the airport, and we go out to the parking lot, and it's I'm. 
dizzy, dazed to be there, so far away. A long journey, the, the next bit of land after Ushuaia is Antarctica. So, arriving in Ushuaia, October 12th, in the parking lot with Daniel, and then we come to his car, and I, it's a Jeep, and it's a Tata, which is an Indian brand. And I said, you know that's from India. He said, yeah, I know. He said, he said, this is the only Tata in Ushuaia. So we drive in the only Tata in Ushuaia to the guest house, which is named after Don. And I'm the only guest there. It was spring. October is spring in the Southern Hemisphere. So it was cool and the heat was on. And um, Alba ordered empanadas and we ate them in her kitchen, which is usually not uh, where guests sit. But that day, me being the only guest, we sat, Alba, me, and her husband, Jose. And she said, till today, I've never tasted empanadas that taste as good. I mean, they came in newspaper, I remember, and they the meat was so good. <laughs> so... We're sitting and eating and I'm still in that dazed and just, you know, I'd, I'd left, I'd never done anything like that before. I'd lived in New York for years in the whole documentary world. I hadn't been around nature that much, certainly not a trek. And I traveled a little bit on my own, but not like this. So we're sitting there October 12th, eating empanadas in the kitchen. And Alba says, you know, um, today is a special day because it's the anniversary of the founding of Ushuaia and there will be fireworks and, uh, you know, it's just down, the harbor is just down the road and uh, Jose will take you. So after dinner, we go and we go to the harbor and it's dark and yes, there are fireworks. It's amazing. I have a photo of myself that feels surreal to look at with just all in the dark with uh, a circle of fireworks above my head. And I think I felt that way, like my head was, was in the dark, but full of fire. And um, that was that night. And the next morning, I remember walking into town. And because Ushuaia is, um, well, the last bit of land before Antarctica, it Really, there's a lot. You can get a stamp on your passport that says La ciudad más austral, austral del mundo, the southwesternmost city in the world or the end of the world, el fin del mundo. So it makes a, it, there's a lot of publicity around that, the end of the world. And yeah, it, it really, uh, it's a beautiful story, no? But I was walking that morning after the fireworks and I saw on the side there were these low white walls along the road and I saw fin de mundo written on the side of the wall and then after that it said fin de mundo principio de todo the end of the world the beginning of everything <laughs> and I thought I mean that, that was going to be the name of my, uh, the travel memoir I was going to write. 
which I still might. But uh, the end of the world, the beginning of everything, feels like a fitting thought, sentiment for these times. A few years ago, I wrote a poem called The Good Manners of Colonized Subjects, and it it came just like that. I, I was playing around with words, and I this story came, which is about art and fear. It's about inviting fear in for tea every time it knocks on the door. <laughs> I just invite it in. That's what I wrote. Um, every time fear arrives, I invite it in. I, I invite it in and serve it tea on my best china, <laughs> the kind you uh, serve with a tea cozy and your pinky extended. And it took me into this custom we had growing up in India of having tea at four or five o'clock and this feeling of everything stops when you have tea and who you're having tea with, you know, it's, it's, um, you don't just leave them. And so when fear comes and I invited for tea, I, I sit there and I sit for as long as fear is there. I just don't leave. Even when the dancers come and, uh, the singers come, I say, no, 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 I, I can't, I can't leave. And and how that story plays out after being frozen with fear is, well, that became my first solo play, The Good Manners of Colonized Subjects, which was something that I had been, I had been readying myself for, for a long time. And, um, and it's opened this journey into really understanding colonization or beginning to, or exploring it, because I feel, you know, India um, became independent in 1947. So it's very young to be free. <laughs> um, I feel it in myself. You know, the, the, the play explores not just the colonization of India by the British and other Europeans, but also emotional colonization and cultural and social and what oppresses overall and what liberates overall. And I bring all this up because, well, you know, the, the ripple, the effects of colonization, the, I feel everything we are seeing in the world, what's happening in the world, a huge part of it is the impact of colonizations of mostly Europeans going far away and colonizing, <laughs> imposing. And the effect of that, not only on the people who were colonized, but on the Europeans and their lineages. And so it's, I, I think we're going through a great excavating about the impact of colonization. And I was in Spain this summer and I had a curious encounter um, it's it's not particular to Spain. I, I've had these encounters in different forms in other places. But I, I was talking to a colleague about coming from New Mexico and how New Mexico was colonized. It was a Spanish colony and that the encounter between the Spanish and 
the indigenous people of New Mexico um, was very bloody. And uh, the person I was talking to said, well, you know, I prefer instead of the word colonize to think civilize. And I literally, I think my mouth dropped open because, well, because <laughs> I said, really? And he said, um, yeah, he said, you know, I mean, like the, the people, the indigenous, the tribes in Mexico, they were, they were sacrificing their people and eating hearts. And, you know, the Spanish, when they first came to a place, they put up a church and a school. Wow. I, it was so odd because this was, is a, a very, uh, educated, lyric-feeling person. And I literally was just as shocked. Um, and he went on to um, to say that uh, the Spanish were not... I said, well, you know, I come from India and I, I'm very sensitive to colonization, the British. And he said, oh, those Anglo-Saxons, they were the worst. The Spanish were not like that at all. You know, they they actually got with the natives. You know, they didn't keep the natives far away. So um, for him, the fact that there was, uh, to put it euphemistically, intermingling between Europeans and natives and colonized places was a sign of... Uh, the Spanish being civilizing colonizers. You know, look, this argument, you, you've heard this, I've heard this. I, what I want to talk about or what I want to share is that feeling I felt in that moment of being like so overwhelmed that I had to do so much to convince this person that he was wrong. I, I just felt like I was carrying so much weight to talk this person out of their belief. And I, I spoke a little bit about how I felt, and I did say at the end to him, also the beginning, uh, what you say to me, what you say about this makes me angry. I said that, and then I wrote a poem <laughs> called Ode to a Flat Man. A man who imagines poetry is a river, is also a man who does not want to be the healthiest one in the cemetery. What's the point, he says, smoking the cigars he smokes without pausing for breath, for thought, for time, because if he stopped, he would fall off the edge of a world he has made flat with fear. A small man with a certain rhythm a small man with a certain laugh that seems benign, but really he is doing himself in smoke, mirrors, more smoke. Everything is fog. He sits on a terrace trying to catch the compass. He sits on a terrace trying to catch the compass and he will catch it one day and lose it another day and the fog will persist and the dream will die and he will laugh and I wonder at the banality of it all. I wonder how to tolerate it 
him. This man who wants to dance, this man who would let a whole world die in the name of civilization. I don't know what keeps his fear alive, but I know it matters that I sing. Ah, that I sing. Ah, that I sing into the fog, that I dance into the dream, that I stand with the women and the men who see through the smoke to the heart of the matter. Tadap. Tadap. Tadap is the sound in Urdu. Tadap is the sound of a heart, of a woman who listens without flinching. And maybe, for one moment he will listen too, and maybe a small stroke of truth will live, and maybe for that one lone moment he will understand that to catch the compass, ta 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 to catch the compass, to dance the dance, he has to leave behind the smoke and stand in the river and let it run round, round, round his lost song. I feel we are so young in our understanding of the effect of colonization on a human body. There is a lot of analysis, beautiful analysis, which is needed. But what does decolonizing look like? I feel I'm living that. That's what I'm feeling. I'm living now. All I want to do is uh, dance and sing and move. And yes, I'm using words, but really in service of the body in the service of healing, in the service of song. As much as I am speaking, I think I am acknowledging the silence behind my words. And that silence, that deep silence rooted in old stones, in old memories, I think there is the way forward. So I'm, I'm learning to sing. It's very, uh, this discovery of voice. <laughs> it's quite a journey. And uh, I'm learning to sing flamenco. Um, and it really, that is very much a visceral experience. Um, I'm studying with different teachers, with Javier Heredia, with Coral de los Reyes. With Coral, we are learning Osolea. Um, called Fui Piedra y Perdí Mi Centro. I was a stone and I lost my center. With Javier, it's Bulerias. And the one uh, lyric that we are learning now, which I love, I love because I can see the scene. It says, Esta noche ha llovido. Esta noche ha llovido. <laughs> and then, Mañana hay barro. Tomorrow there will be rain. Tonight it is... Uh, no. Tonight it has rained. Tomorrow there will be mud. Cuatro tira de mula. Four mules. Uh, cuatro tira de mula. Uh, lleva mi carro. Lleva mi carro. Um, 
Tonight, it has rained. Tomorrow, there will be mud and muck. And four, uh, four mules have to drag my car out. So I hope to share more of my singing efforts too in the future. Uh, but the curious thing about learning flamenco and just learning and learning and, and singing and singing, it's opened up, it's opening up all these, well, these, these other parts of my voice and, um, it's opening up like these un, unknown registers. So I am just going to share with you this song, which is a song that I wrote and it's called, um, well, have, have a listen. I'm not saying it's any good or any bad. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm discovering my voice and I'm feeling brave enough to share it. There was a night, there was a dawn, there was the kiss of a shadow song. The shadow broke you, let it fall, still I carried hope, round and round. Mm -hmm. How far you are, my grey-eyed love, how long this silent song, how young I feel in loving you. How lost I am in letting go mm -hmm. And yet, my love, there is a joy To send this song into the void I am the night that knew me first I am the light that leaves me last mm -hmm. Goodbye to you, my grey-eyed love I cannot hear your silent song How long I've waited in the dark How soft this sun that rises now place for this song. There is a dream in this dawn. I send my song into the void. I am the night that loves its light. an invitation to be still together, a small visualization of tree and root. So if you just want to take a moment with me to breathe in 
and out and in and out and I want to return to that image of root and stone and tree and to to inhale deeply and feel the breath go down down through you through the spine down to the oldest stone beyond your body beyond the base of the spine into the earth to the oldest stone and then to reach up with your hands and feel that current come back up through the oldest stone up to sky up to sun and to bring the hands down feeling the sun in your hand and to shake the hands to breathe again down to the oldest stone and and then to feel in into the belly what i feel in the belly there is a small pocket i call it my sovereign space a small pocket of light that nothing can touch that is always lit my sovereign space is in my stomach maybe for you it is somewhere else but that's my invitation find the sovereign space in you that circle of light that is always lit and journey to it make pathways to it may it be a guide for all the seasons of this curious journey the faraways close podcast is produced and edited by shibana koilo The music used is a track from The Good Manners of Colonized Subjects, my play, and it was composed and produced by Carlos Merino. Mm-hmm.